This is a bit of a different one. I think you don't start off with Adam Sandler as the main network. And we you just lose all our followers. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you are now listening to Film Fluence. Guys, we are back again. As always. I don't know if I'm adding that as always as a new thing as well. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I am. Every few weeks we add a new little... It's like a new... <laughs> it's getting longer. It's a permanent stamp. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, so we're back. Um, and as always, it's going to be a very exciting, chaotic, but but structured episode, but structured mm-hmm. episode. Um, so today we are going to get into Cody's favourite film. Cody, go ahead and introduce oh my God, it. I'm so excited. Today we're going to be talking about The Truman Show. Um, just a little background if you haven't seen the film. So The Truman Show is about a man called Truman who discovers that his life is basically a reality TV set um, and he's just been filmed and broadcast his whole life from birth without his knowledge, basically. So, yeah, that's basically it. (laughs) Um, And so we're going to be talking about that, the plot, um, and how it came to be Cody's favourite film, our kind of experiences with it, um, what we thought of it, and different interpretations of it from critics, and, you know, how it's perceived in terms of genre, and how it got its canonical status that it has till date, because it was made in 1998. There we go, there we go. So now that we've introduced us to that fact, we're actually going to give our game away first. So in this game, what we're basically going to be doing is introducing those of you who've never watched The Truman Show to the behind the scenes facts um, about the film. And for those of you who have watched the film, you'll just get a more detailed insight into how it came to be what it is again <laughs> um, and yeah more in-depth knowledge about Jim Carrey's work so, 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 so yeah 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 so me and Cody are going to be asking each other questions and seeing if we know the answers and Cody I'm expecting a lot from you since this is your favorite <laughs> film okay but you know what I'm gonna start off with something easy Okay. So, Cody, 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 Cody. Who was the film directed by? Peter Weir. Yeah. Did you know in, an interesting fact is that he's got the same birthday as me? Just saying. Really? Just saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, go on. Go ahead. Ask me your question. Where he said that Jim Carrey's more famous than Steve Carell. But I'm pretty sure Steve Carell, like, his height of his career was kind of, like, the 2000s when he, like, really kicked off. So I don't think it's him. Yeah, because although Jim Carrey was first choice to play Truman Burbank, there was someone else considered to play um, Truman. Who do you think it was? See, I'm going to have to delve in to like 90s comedians because mm-hmm. I think this was the height of like Jim Carrey's career as well where he yeah. was really kicking off um hmm, who was who was like rising in the 90s there were so many people um see, see I, like we had this conversation with um <laughs> okay I'm I'm gonna 
I'm gonna go for Robin Williams. It was Robin Williams. Okay, I'm gonna ask you. I'm going to ask you. Do you know what the budget of the film was? Um. And do you know if it made a profit or a loss? Well, it made a loss, didn't it? Did it? <laughs> Did it really, Tony? Well, because here, no, it didn't make a loss. <laughs> really stupid. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Um, the budget was sixty million dollars. Yes, it was, and it made a two hundred million, no, two hundred and four point one million dollar mm-hmm. profit at the box office, which is which is quite good. I didn't expect yeah. that to be honest. I didn't really expect that. Pretty crazy. So this character was meant to mm-hmm. be just out of high school, but because of the actor's age, they changed it to like a midlife crisis. Oh, see, I feel like if I said Jim Carrey, then that would be quite like um, the logical obvious. So it can't be Jim Carrey. I don't think so. Um, really? Really? It was <laughs> yeah. Jim Carrey. Yeah. So Truman was supposed to be like a teenager, but. To be fair, I think it works better that he wasn't a teenager. Um, I think so too. Like the midlife crisis is really. I don't know what I was saying. Like I was yeah. going, I was going like, saying, like I was going I feel through like... one, but. <laughs> no, I feel like otherwise it would give me very like catcher in the rye type vibes, yeah. and I don't really, I don't know. I have I have conflicting feelings about that book. I think. Um... The film was inspired by a certain spec script by the writer, who was also one of the producers. Do you know which spec script it was? <laughs> I've read this before. I'm going to... Oh, so it was inspired by a 1989 episode of The Twilight Zone called Special Service. Yes, yes, it was. It was more and fiction, was... thriller, and set in New mm-hmm. York City. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it was by Andrew Nicole, 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 mm. um, I'm never pronouncing that right, but he also did the screenplay for The Host, which I think was Saoirse Ronan's, one of her like first kind of mm-hmm. mainstream films, which I find really interesting. That's pretty cool. It is. It is. Um, okay, so I found a really handy list of all the crimes that Christoph has committed in the Truman Show. Why? Why do people have time for that? <laughs> like, why do people have the time to write a list about a fictional character? I really do wonder. Oh my god! Privacy violation, human rights violation, imprisonment, endangerment, exploitation, and attempted murder. So, what do you think about? I Christoph? love that. <laughs> Um, well, if I'm following, this girl came up with this whole theory that Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra, that their, their marriage is fake. Mm-hmm. 
and um, it just kind of in a way resembles to me that kind of idea that because again this is put forward by like people like their publicists and you know directors and whatnot like it's 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 not just one individual person like one individual person doesn't have that power in the same way that this director had the power over the people over the other people over like it's a kind of like a hierarchy and so I would say that's kind of like how I interpreted the Truman Show because this was my first time watching it mm-hmm. um so guys <laughs> just to let you know um Cody's been banging on about the Truman Show for like <gasps> ages ages to me and I was like oh I don't want to do this myself like I thought that I wasn't going to enjoy it or like I was just going to end up dissociating or something because like that's quite likely with me you know mm-hmm. um but I just I don't know it was it was quite different from what I expected and being thrown into this world with someone like Christoph who is really trying to play God like Mm -hmm. I I wouldn't say I agree with you know Parkinson's claim of him being Lucifer like I don't Mm -hmm. see that and perhaps because like I don't know the religious interpretation was kind of something I never considered um it was it was kind of not that like he's not playing devil's advocate no and he's not you know he's not being the devil because I mean in a way he is because I mean like the devil kind of preys on Mm -hmm. the weaknesses and flaws and the id right he's meant to represent the id and I think that that's obviously a different interpretation that we're gonna get into later like but based off my opinion, I would say that is an interpretation I agree with quite a lot. All I've done is basically waffle, but yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I see. I do agree with you when you say you don't think he's like playing God necessarily. Um, I mean, like he is, but like he's not at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like a massive thing with Christoph as well is like he never, um he never like owns the fact he's being evil because he genuinely believes he's doing the best thing he could for Truman um, by like keeping him in captivity. Um, And like, he even believes it till the very end when he's saying like, oh, there's no more truth for you out there than there is here. Like you're safe here when he tried to kill him. (laughs) So I feel like with Kristoff, I couldn't really I just, I don't know, I don't like him, he's annoying. Um, (laughs) I think the way that he, I think it's because he's so delusional. That's what kind of makes him also like the perfect villain as well. I don't know, like I don't particularly agree with that, which is again (laughs) odd for us, you know. I don't don't agree with that. I feel like he, he knows what he's doing. But he's using Truman as like an end, like a mean to an end. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so his goal is because he was talking about like how many hits he received, and if he really cared about the show that much, right? He, like, he's like, oh, now that we've put this picture up, that um, we're getting the most hits we've ever gotten. You know, more people are watching. We've got the most viewers. But, like, if you were that invested in your show, would you really care about the viewers or what's actually airing, you know? And you didn't mm-hmm. want people to know that you had a flaw in you. Um, yeah. Which was the fact that you couldn't control what Truman was doing anymore. 
um, and you can see that predictability in him. I think that was one consistent thing that you've got this very predictable character that you know what he's going to do day yeah. in, day out. And then suddenly that switches and you feel like you've lost control. And I felt like this was a story about power more than anything mm-hmm. um, because it just kind of showed the process of how you can go insane if you lose your power because you've got so much power and like um weirdly enough and I'm going to bring this up because I feel like this is a character you can probably relate this back to is um uh Willy Wonka in Charlie Mm -hmm. and the Chocolate Factory so I feel like he is more likely to represent what you were talking about previously where you were saying that he believes he's doing everything for a good reason because like yeah. him harming those children <laughs> very <laughs> questionable very very questionable but <laughs> he, he never once thought it was for the wrong reason like he genuinely believed that his yeah. reasoning was a good reasoning whereas Christoph kind of has like in the most holistic terms like you know I'm gonna be one of those girls like oh aura vibes energy <laughs> um he, he just doesn't have that kind of unaware like naiveness to him he has that kind of evil and negative energy and vibe when you can see his character never once did I perceive him as someone who wanted to do something for the greater good other than his Mm -hmm. own like like his own kind of greater good in his own head like I don't know I I agree with you I feel like he it's confusing because I think it's so hard because on one one hand I feel like he's so he knows exactly what he's doing he's evil and he's like doing it for he's exploiting Truman but on the other side I'm like mm-hmm. but I feel like he's continued to like justify it to himself so many times that there's also part of me that thinks maybe he's starting to believe it or like he just tells himself so much like tries to justify it to himself so much and to everyone else around him that um to make himself feel not like I don't think he needs to make himself feel better I feel like it's it's just a justification as to why he's doing things um Mm -hmm. because like he knows he knows like I think it's clear that he knows exactly what he's doing especially in that scene when Truman is on the boat and they're like Mm -hmm. adding wind and like rain and everything um because that's the only time that you ever really see remorse from anyone, from everyone else, but yeah, you never see it yeah. from Christoph. Yeah, he, he kind of is in that moment more concerned about this kind of empire that he's built and he's about to lose it all because even mm-hmm. when he says to Sylvia, oh, he can leave when he wants to, he knows that Truman can't leave when he wants to, yeah. otherwise he would have given him the opportunity way before, you know, and he wouldn't have kind of made him a captive this was low-key a kidnapping story i can't like (laughs) russian mafia italian mafia kind of romance Mm. um it was it was for lack of a better word effed up Mm -hmm. it was was very effed up um Um, but it makes me question like how did this become your favorite film Honestly, it's so weird because I don't know. Like I've always I've like heard of it. <laughs> I'd always heard of it before, but I'd never like paid attention. And then I watched it one day and I just thought, yeah. Like, do you know when like is it sometimes you don't even have to like think about it? It's just I feel like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. for you, like you your favorite film is ten things about you, just ten yeah, things yeah. about you just because 
is like and I don't it know it makes sense yeah it makes yeah. sense like but because obviously I can articulate it like that's <laughs> not stupid but I mean I watched it and I just was like this is my favorite film like it's it's kind of unlike me to be able to watch a film over and over again unless I really like mm-hmm. it and it is I think that's the film I've seen the most um but what was it about it was it like I know you said obviously you can articulate it, but at the same time, it's something just clicks, it clicks. But like, um, was it the fact like the plot? Does the plot does do something for you, or was it like you know the aesthetics going on? Because I know you haven't seen Wonder Vision, mm-hmm. but for me, this like just kind of this false facade of um, an ideal society um, being in a perfect world and a dream kind of state it yeah. reminded me a lot of WandaVision because in the beginning spoiler alert for anybody who doesn't watch WandaVision but I'm pretty sure most people have <laughs> um, um basically Wanda loses vision because vision is and for those of you thinking her vision no it's not her vision <laughs> like yeah it's her vision but like her vision is in the sense that, like vision is a robot cyborg guy I don't really know what to call him um that's my own stupidity but yeah so and because he basically dies in in mm-hmm. inverted commas um she and she's recently lost her brother as well she kind of loses her mind and wants to bring him back to life so she creates him from a part of herself and then she creates this whole town to be kind of perfect um, and that's kind of what the whole vibe was for me in the beginning that you've got this perfect like white picket fence kind of mm-hmm. town where like so called nothing bad ever happens and no one ever wants to leave but that's obviously not what it is because there's actors playing a part yeah um which is really odd and I think I like I know this is your favorite film and you know I as I, as I said before I didn't think for me that I was personally gonna like it that much and it's not that I disliked it so I didn't dislike it either um but I was slightly confused by the pacing I found mm-hmm. the pacing really odd with this film because I think you go in and you're like okay something's gonna happen any minute now <laughs> something's gonna happen any minute now something's gonna happen and nothing really happens until the last like 20 minutes of Mm. the film where suddenly he finds his way out you know and that kind of threw me off because I think we've mentioned this in a lot of our other episodes where pacing really matters that pacing can make or break a film Mm um and the pacing for me was kind of a a deal breaker because I feel like it, it it ruined the execution. I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? I feel like. It? Wait, let me let me touch on the other stuff first. Um, so about this film, what I really loved about it, I think, was firstly that the plot really interested me about the fact that um, I think it was more about like power, and I think it was also about because of like I have. A really strong interest interest in media and I've always had the interest in how like the media can like um what's the word how they like manipulate you and like mm-hmm. how you know all of the shadiness and everything like that so I always found the plot quite interesting um 
And then I also think, like, I think the film itself is like a beautiful film. And I think the aesthetics are so nice. Um, I just, yeah, that is me. <laughs> just, yeah, <laughs> that's basically it. Um, but yeah, it was a lot to do with the plot and just sort of like the wider context you can read into it. Like even what you were talking about earlier with like Hollywood and things. Um, but with the pacing, I'm trying to think now, like, because I haven't seen it in like a few weeks, a few weeks. I've seen it in a while, so I'm trying to like remember. Um, I feel like it's a bit of a, I can't remember if it's a bit of a slow start. Like they're rafting, like I think when he goes, he goes to go on the boat and then he doesn't go on the boat and then it takes a while for the context you to actually get the context as why mm-hmm. he's feeling certain ways um and it can I think there are times where it can be confusing or things can happen in a kind of like didn't really need to happen sort of thing like I don't know I feel like everything was obviously in there for a reason and I can see how it all fits in but um I feel like I don't know it's hard to explain I can't explain it I think it is it does tend to be a lot harder to explain when something is your favorite thing because it's so dear to your heart and yeah to try and convince the other person of the same thing because when something is your favorite you're like you you have to like it because I've warped it now to my brain to think this is the best film ever (laughs) it's like it's, (laughs) it's changed I can't um I don't know it's hard <laughs> no I think I no, I get that like I think there are obviously a lot of things about this film that like like even you talking about aesthetics I do think the aesthetics are beautiful not even just in the sense of like looking mm-hmm. like looking wise wasn't even such a big deal for me I think until you get right to the end yeah know? The, the stair scene I think that was the best bit so out of well. the whole movie yeah um but I think for me it was the way that angles were like taken and it's mm-hmm. kind of it, I don't know how to pronounce this word I think it's vignette vignette mm-hmm. yeah you know that kind of like black kind mm-hmm. of outer circle um and the fact that the camera was constantly meant to look like hidden cameras mm-hmm. um and it was very sitcom-esque in the beginning and then suddenly it gets to like a whole creepy kind of spying like and I think that was super cool um just the way they even like the mirror scene when um Jim Carrey is looking in the mirror and they're like does he know that, yeah like, that was in here was it yeah so like scenes like I think some scenes like that he was just messing about um and they decided to keep it in because it just made sense. Jim Carrey is a phenomenal actor. Like, it's something I really do have to talk about, though. I think mm-hmm. if they had picked anybody else for a film, it would have been wrong. Because yeah. um, this was obviously a film that he chose to do because he wanted to move away from being seen as just a comedy actor. And this he was also, around the time um, I remember. Sorry, it's cut you off. he also I think one of the reasons he also wanted to play play Truman was because he related to it so much as well with like um paparazzi and like people around so I feel like that especially if I if I was an actor um 
what am I being all <laughs> if I was an actor I would definitely take this role <laughs> um, because I feel like it could be something you could definitely like pour like your soul into because it's like privacy is a massive thing that it is it is such it's... a big issue for all of these people yeah yeah no but I think for, for him especially moving away from comedy is such a big thing because mm-hmm. um I still do see him as a like a comedy actor I think yeah. everybody does um you know you've got him in things like Dumb and Dumber 2 which is actually what I was going to talk about like Dumb and Dumber um this was around the time that he did his interview with Oprah I think and he said to her I had, and this is like very famous I remember it blowing up everywhere that he had basically said that he manifested becoming an actor um he had written a check he was broke he'd written a check to himself for 10 million dollars and he kept it in it he goes in five years time I'm gonna have 10 million dollars and he goes I just signed Dumb and Dumber 2 and I got a 10 million dollar check for it and I was like <laughs> I was like babes you are my inspiration um, but no even like I remember Ariana Grande being absolutely obsessed with this man mm-hmm. and it makes sense you know because I think now due to his like demise and his slow breakdown in his personal life and you know I think it's really sad that an actor's personal life always has to bleed into their professional life which is unfair um because sometimes when you're going through personal things you just are never left to deal with them alone Mm -hmm. um you know like if if something happens at work in like a nine-to-five job you can go home and be like oh like I'm at home now you can separate deal with my problems yeah yeah there's no separation for actors like Jim Carrey mm. who were such big names and have made such a big mark I would say um and you know I think for me this this role kind of hit deeper just because I don't think anybody could have done it the way he did although a lot of actors go through the same thing Jim Carrey knows how to balance the kind of overwhelming sense of anxiety and depression with comedy mm-hmm. so you get that kind of feel an immersion into being human yeah I agree I like, feel like I just have to like echo what you said earlier when you say it just wouldn't have worked with anyone else like mm-hmm. I love Robin Williams so much fantastic actor but I don't think it would have been the right role for this film um and I just think I don't know something about his he's charming like his characters are like a likable and you just feel obviously you would feel bad for him it's like not it's not a situation where he's necessarily done anything wrong or you've been or you like have a reason to not pity the situation he's in but there's something about his character that just feels so like real and just so like I don't know it feels like someone that you would yeah someone you would know um yeah 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 like even though this was obviously meant to be like a constructed tv show and a constructive life a very controlled kind of thing and him breaking away from it I feel like it's a phase a lot of people go through in life like breaking out of patterns and wanting to be free and I feel like 
Jim Carrey from everything I've known about him since I was a child, like watching him while I've grown up, you know, um, and him kind of always being a name, you know, like I know we talk about the Leos being mm. A-listers, you know, and the Brad Pitts and whatnot, but I feel like Jim Carrey for me has always been in that kind of league as well because I don't yeah. think there's a point in my life where I haven't known who he was, but I think just like Leo can perfect his kind of drama and his roles and as much as he deserves his Oscars for his roles in drama like as I said before I don't think he has a range outside of drama I think his range is within drama and he's been typecast to that I don't think it's necessarily his fault I think a lot of the time when you're an actor whatever comes your way you just take it I think especially Um, because that's what he did when he was younger as well mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's stuck, but I feel like it did for him mm-hmm. a but little I bit. Think, yeah. but it's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I do think that he's extremely insanely talented, but I think what I'm saying for Jim Carrey is that this is just, the Truman Show is literally just one of the many examples showing that that man has range, mm-hmm. right? Um, because we've seen him as a comedy actor. He normally is perceived as that but he can be thrown into a role like this and make you feel every single emotion that the character is feeling. And I think that's what an actor's job is. And so when now I'm watching people on Netflix and I'm like, babes, what is (laughs) going on here? Like you've got one job, you've got one job, your job is to act. What are you doing? I think there are very limited actors now in the industry who I feel that way about. So you've got the likes like Johnny Depp, right? By the way, we are doing an episode on next week. Uh, but yeah, Johnny Depp, Leo, um, you know, Angelina Jolie, Angelina mm-hmm. Jolie again, drama actress. But oh my god, woman is insane. Like she, yeah, I love her. Um, and then you know, even Jennifer Aniston again, consistently is normally seen as a comedy actress, but yet you can. Put her in drama and you're like you're definitely in, like I feel like if it, whenever I watch something with Jennifer Aniston I'm literally just immersed for like however long that is exactly and that's like really all I can ask from Netflix please I can't I like can't Netflix, we're begging you one more time one more time um, we're coming back but like 10 weeks later yeah. we're begging you yeah um but no I think just like reverting back to why everything works I think you know he's good at his job and I think everybody on this film was good at their job yeah from the producers to the right because again as we talked about with um Joe it's super important to have a script because sometimes you've really overlooked like the depths of the script Mm -hmm. and I felt like there was so much like subtext you know, and hidden, like, layers within within what was being said. And you were constantly trying to look and pinpoint those different things and be like, okay, what's happening? Like, what is Truman going to do? That's why, that is one thing I loved about this film. I still, like, every time I watch it, I find something new. Um, It's because you can kind of, as you're watching it, you're always trying to put stuff together. And like mm-hmm. trying to piece all these things together and I find that 
every time I watch it, I come away with something new. Um, like last time I watched it, I watched like a video essay afterwards and I learned the most depressing fact ever. And it changed my view on the film a little bit, but like not in a bad way, just in like a way that it's like, a f- the Truman Show is like disguised. It's it's a tragedy, but it's not, like obvi- I mean, obviously it's like sad and it's like a tragedy, but um, I never really like viewed it to be a sad film until, well, Okay, did wait, you know? I'm literally backtracking. I did see it as a sad film, but I don't think I, like, really, really considered all these facts until, like, a few, not a few, that makes me sound like I'm literally dense, but, like, I mean, like, I mean you know, sometimes you just don't put all the things together. <laughs> yeah, um, because I think it's, like, he will never trust anyone again. Like, he's free, yeah well we don't know where he goes right we don't know what he does yeah we're you don't just, even we're just know... assuming that he goes off to sylvia yeah you don't know that he does he it's unlikely he'll be able to form a healthy relationship unlikely he'll be yeah. able to trust people around him his best friend who would never never lie to him lie, lie to, to him. his face that that's what i'm talking about subtext right like yeah. no yeah you're right no betrayal apparently of... he's a delusional control freak that's what they call him as Oh, okay. If I'm following the the trail of Benson Y. Parkinson from the Association of Mormon Letters, he's Lucifer. He is Lucifer. Um, you know what? Like, I don't think that he's Lucifer. I wouldn't say that he's Lucifer. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but he. I do think he does represent like. A lot of Hollywood there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's the right thing to say because it's obviously not in Hollywood. I'm not working for Hollywood. From the stories you hear, um, yeah, it, it's it's just it, it's quite harsh, you know. When they try and control your life to like a certain way. Like, I heard that this is so like not related, but at the same time, it is kind of related just because mm-hmm. it reflects celebrities in the way that Truman was a celebrity without his knowledge like um so i was on tiktok and and how weird was it right that like at one point in the film christoph was like we're gonna have the first on air live conception oh my <laughs> isn't god that just, isn't that just isn't that just a porno like, <laughs> christoph was twisted uh, sick and twisted <laughs> like, why did he want to watch people being born out of a vagina <laughs> oh my god like, and it was also like when they were saying Oh, like you can't kill him live on air. It's like he was born live on air. I was like, are you okay? <laughs> I get uncomfortable when my romantic partner must be very close. Yeah. Oh, okay. We finally got the results in. Oh my god. Drum roll. He has a dismissing attachment style, <laughs> which I mean, I'm guessing Makes that sense. means his personality. Yeah, his personality type is probably like I don't even know, like the same <laughs> i'm not Stand- going for another quiz standoffish that was, vibes. That was torture yeah yeah that was torture thing is i feel like he is an extrovert right like he didn't really have mm-hmm. a problem being an introvert he was quite an extrovert but like i just feel like romantically he just didn't give a fuck about this woman like yeah he just didn't care he just didn't give a shit no he wanted to and then like no and in terms of like being 
like intuitive or thinking he didn't really think things through he was just quite an intuitive really, guy but yeah. i mean i feel like he, he was, was that intuitive wouldn't he have figured it out before mm, i feel like he was very impulsive but that just links into how he was going insane yeah but i feel like again that was what would make him an e and f and then is he a judging or perceiving kind of guy i think he's a judging so i would say so. j and is he assertive or is he um I don't even know what the other one is. He seemed quite assertive. I don't know what the other one is. But I don't know what the other one is, so I can't Yeah, I don't know what the other really one is, I can't remember. Compare. I think so he's an he is an E N F J A. Oh, oh well. look at me. But I, you know, on that note, I think maybe we should get into our next game so in this game now we are going to be analyzing (laughs) truman and you might be questioning did you guys not just do that (laughs) oh yeah we did but babes no we're going to be doing this in a different way now because i this psychology at a level i have considered myself a psychologist (laughs) i am a psychologist um my friends ask me to psychoanalyze them I'm like oh I'm here and I expect the same from them do they give it to me no (laughs) no and you may be asking what my qualification is here I actually um studied um (laughs) philosophy and I actually learned a little bit about the ed so (laughs) yeah exactly we did Freud babes we did exactly I did Freud um um, so yeah, we're basically going to be dissecting Truman's character through psychoanalysis. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, not Freud psychoanalysis immediately. No. That will obviously come into play later. But um, we're talking about psychological quizzes. We are going to be doing it in a quiz format. So off we go to find our quizzes. We'll be back in five minutes, but for you guys in no time. <laughs> so we're going to start this test <clears throat> so cody and i are going to pretend we're truman and answer <laughs> a bunch of questions so the first question is what is your current situation are you single in a relationship a parent how old are you what's your gender and which country are you from so truman are you in a relationship um truman's not in a relationship is he He's married. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. What? He's married. Yeah, How but... old is Truman? You're 25 to 30. Yeah. By the way, he's lowly in love with someone, isn't he? He's yeah, male like, and he's from I was United just States. thinking about it. I'm like, well, he's not... He's like, I guess he's in a relationship with... um, What's her name? His wife. And then... But he's in love with Sylvia. And then it was kind of open-ended as to what he did. But either way, he wasn't single, so. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It was just weird. <laughs> Never mind. Let's, let's do how his parents treated him. Yay. Okay. <laughs> did, did his mum keep him safe from danger and threats and he felt safe when he was with his mum? Not really. Well, he was abandoned and put up for adoption and then he was adopted by a TV company. So what does that tell you? <laughs> but his fake dad did look after him. Yeah. His fake mum didn't. Yeah, his... Yeah, but how much on a scale of one to his seven? Fake, his fake mum gaslit him. 
so exactly so i gave a one for that so how much is his yeah. dad five okay okay attunement was emotionally in tune with how i was feeling could read my emotions and respond in a way that made me feel like they understood how i felt or his parents yeah no so what a one well <sighs> i think it was different for his dad his dad his kind dad... of cared his mum didn't yeah his mum his mum was just really trying to get a check and then she was she was not yeah she, she didn't give a shit <laughs> um okay I, i'll give his dad like a three and his mum a one mm-hmm. okay soothing and reassurance calmed and soothed me effectively when i became distressed upset or overwhelmed his dad was like a four yeah like he hugged him once and his mum was a one <laughs> yeah Number four, expressed delight, took genuine interest in me and expressed delight in who I was. I felt special and valued by them. Not by his mum. Again, no, because also one. they. He had a really was, shit mum. When he was younger, he wanted to be an explorer and they tried to make him. Yeah. That was so sad for me. I just have to go on a little tangent. One of the saddest things in the film for me is how they, like, stop. They tried to make him, like, not believe in himself and not have any dreams. And they're like, you can't leave. Why would you want to leave here? everything you could ever want but doesn't that just describe everybody in like small towns i don't know yeah it's sad though it is it is but like i don't know it's just (laughs) 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 okay i'll give his dad like a a, a two Mm -hmm. encouragement encouraged exploration and discovery (laughs) help me find my Zero. (laughs) Basic needs provided me with sufficient food and housing and medical care when needed. But I mean, they should get a seven for that. I mean, at least he was fed. Yeah. Was was physically around while I was growing up? Well, no, because they killed his dad off. So like a one. Don't really know about his mum, to be honest. Material things. Gave me things that I wanted to have, like toys, bicycles, certain clothes and computers, etc. No, they didn't. No, I wouldn't say that he had... No. Gifts. I didn't see him getting no gifts, like, for (laughs) one. Support for activities. Took me to activities. (laughs) I doubt it. (laughs) I'll give it two, because, like, he had a best friend. That's... that's... (laughs) Good sign. I mean, how do you feel about intimate relationships? Ooh, please answer on a scale from one to seven. <laughs> I find it relatively easy to get close to my partner. No, because he didn't really give a shit about his partner. No, and the one he did like, he couldn't even get near her because they called the producers every time. So what is it? Just a disagree or a strongly disagree? I would say disagree because they managed to sometimes. It wasn't my romantic partner makes me doubt myself. Strongly agree. <laughs> yeah. I often wish that my partner's feelings for me were as strong as my feelings for her or him or her. I, I strongly agree. Which one? Like no, a... he wants. He wants Sylvia. What does she put? Strongly agree. I worry that romantic partners won't care about me as much as I care about them. I feel like he'll probably end up with issues like that. Can't lie in the future um, but I don't think I don't think he cares about no whatever the hell her name was no um, like it's his not difficult wife. for me to get yeah 
it's not difficult for me to get close to my partner well I think it is he didn't want a kid with her so (laughs) Uh, I worry a lot about my relationships I don't think he did I don't think I mean he kind of did about Sylvia I think about Sylvia but I don't think he really cared about his His wife wife. I think it in the middle yeah Okay, I don't feel comfortable opening up to romantic partners. Well, yeah, because, I mean, <laughs> huh. I feel comfortable sharing my private thoughts and feelings with my partner. Well, no, because when he Not did, really. she told him that... He was wrong. I worry that I won't measure up to other people. He doesn't really I don't think know he worries. people. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he can really have that sort of... I rarely worry about my partner leaving me. Well, yeah, he didn't give a shit about his partner leaving no, him. He, he wanted to leave he really, her. Yeah. This is polled by Cinema School. gave the film an average grade of a B on an A plus to F scale. So I think the only mm. one I would disagree with is Cinema School. Which um, one was that, sorry? That one was the one who gave the Truman Show a B. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... I would... If I'm going on the A plus to F scale, I'd give it like an A minus. I, I think it yeah, deserves more than a I'd B. Give it, I think I'd give it higher as well. Um, the 95% approval rating based on the 132 reviews and an average rating of 8.4. There we go, 8.4 out of 10 um, from Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah, I think I would Yeah, I think it agree takes, with that. I think around the 8. Um don't want to be too generous maybe an 8.5 just because yeah. i really like the way that it balanced all its elements quite perfectly from mm-hmm. like aestheticism to commentary to comedy to psychology like um and the fact that you know you can basically get whatever interpretation you want out of it yeah um i think if I combine all those, then yeah, probably an 8.5. I think the thing that really slowed it down for me, like, I mean, to the score down was the fact that the pace was mm-hmm. not on par for me. I think if the pace had been better, if it had been paced out better, mm-hmm. um, not like I didn't need consistent action, but no. just if there was just kind of like a more kind of balance in terms of like rather than the first half being all about him figuring it out and more I think there's more three quarters of the way being him figuring it out yeah. and the last quarter just being oh I'm leaving now bye like yeah I think no I get if- that I think it's not like yeah because I don't now that you've like now that I've thought about it more I do actually agree with you I think like you say it's not like they need any action because I feel like mm-hmm. it handles that fine itself in the end I think it's just when you compare everything that sort of happens in the end maybe mm-hmm. it needs a little bit more in the beginning I don't know what yeah yeah but <laughs> yeah I think um, maybe character development was slightly mm-hmm. missing because I feel like it was quite extreme to take him from being this unknown kind of oblivious guy for 30 years to suddenly him yeah knowing and finding out that he had known all this time since Sylvia had told him so it was quite it was quite 
a drastic change. Mm-hmm. Although Jim Carrey did do very well, like I would say there there have been a lot worse performances in terms of like the yeah. drastic change. Like it wasn't like oh over the top. It was just kind of from a plot perspective mm. very strange. It wasn't very seamless. Um, I think that's all I would say about that. But yeah, I think overall I do agree with most of the critics and the fact that they got so many accolades like mm. it won so many awards mm. I think it deserved every one of them I think um, so as well. like you know it got top box office film during 98 from the ASCAP film and television awards um, and then it also won a Bogey award don't know what that is but that's that's great original screenplay I and David Lean award for direction I think those were the two that really I think Mm. stood out to me they were Um, nominated for Oscars as well three yeah yeah I think because the direction was really good Mm -hmm. um and the cinematography done by me one second Peter Bizio Bizio don't want to pronounce that wrong Peter Bizio Mm-hmm. Um, that was amazing. I think any film that can incorporate like cinematography in a funky way, yeah, and, and in not a way make where, it like because I feel like some films struggle because mm-hmm. I think when you put too much focus on cinematography, it mm-hmm. can take over. Um, but I didn't find that this it's just film. not needed. Yeah, yeah, no, this film needed it. You know, mm-hmm. so. I think it's what makes it, like, special for me Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Me diagnosing people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But but that's our insight into Truman. So now that we've done that psychoanalysis, we're going to get into an actual psychoanalysis now because there are many, many interpretations everywhere about this film. And one of the main things that was talked about when this film was released was the themes and the interpretations of it. And we've already mentioned the religious interpretation that was there. Um, So I think, you know, if we head into the psychoanalytic interpretation, I think it would be really crucial because that was one of the most obvious Mm -hmm. and discussed ways that this film was seen, I would say. Um, Because... Even here, we've got that in an essay published by the International Journal of Psychoanalysis, they analyze Truman as a prototypical adolescent at the beginning of the movie. He feels trapped into a familiar and social world to which he tries to find, tries to conform while being able to entirely identify with it, believing that he has no other choice other than through the fantasy of fleeing to a faraway island. Eventually, Truman gains sufficient awareness of his condition to leave home developing a more mature and authentic identity as an adult, leaving his child self behind and becoming a true man. Oh, mm-hmm. true man. Tr- oh, I get that. <laughs> I get that. Man. I get that. Um, but yeah, Cody, like, what, what's your take on that? Um, my mind just went blank, like, actually. Um. <laughs> something that came up a lot when whenever I researched this film is um that I think it's called what's it called? the Truman Show delusion 
Um, oh, I I saw that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you know about it? Um, it's the like patients will start like after I think either after watching it or like just in general will start to believe that um, they are being like controlled or like being watched like in the Truman Show. Um, and there are people oh. who've seen it and who are now who now believe like it made them think they were part of the Truman Show. Oh, but to be honest, I just thought that would be like dissociation. But it makes mm-hmm. sense, like sense in a schizophrenic way because again, yeah, schizophrenia is a lot to do with like dissociation and delusion. Mm-hmm. So it makes yeah. sense. I thought it was interesting. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. But no, like, I just feel like if we take this film from just, you know, because it is meant to be, again, a psychological comedy drama, like, that mm-hmm. is the main purpose of this film. Um, I feel like it does a good job at trying to get into the mind. Um, it does reflect, you know, the kind of impulses that human beings have that this this show's kind of gone on for 30 years because viewers are so invested in it and you know there's questions about the ethics there like how celebrity culture as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um because you know how ethical is it to take a child Mm -hmm. you know and not give the child any permission yeah um oh. and it kind of is like what many you. child stars go through exactly you know? yeah and like especially like youtube as well like youtubers family channels mm-hmm. tiktok mm-hmm. things like that because mm-hmm. while of course it can seem harmless that child doesn't oh like they'll say oh they enjoy it but it's like they don't know what mm-hmm. they're signing themselves up for like that will be on the internet yeah. forever and yeah something about it i when I was younger I never really used to understand that I think oh it's kind of cute like family channels but like the more I think about them I'm like it's uncomfortable it's like mm-hmm. I think there's a fine line between what to share and what not to share but I think some family channels really <laughs> really questionable <laughs> and it kind of reminds me of that same thing um like the whole concept of the Truman Show because it's like someone born into it there's no real understanding there yeah I, w- I would like completely agree with that I would say that um it's there's a lot of commentary about exploitation whether mm-hmm. it be of young people you know child stars going into this um I think a big example is the Olsen twins or even Bella yeah. Thorne that they're kind of just chucked into this from a young age without any choice because that's their family income Jeanette McCurdy mm-hmm. um and then you know Jeanette McCurdy had such a bad experience yeah. on iCarly that she no longer wants to come back to the acting industry and you know you can't blame her because the way no. that these kids are treated on set like no child should be working from however small they are you know just to earn an income for an entire family mm-hmm. and um not have a choice because you know that, that that their autonomy is kind of stripped away from them because if they don't work then how are the bills gonna get paid how, how yeah. are they gonna eat food and it's like even um, if they are given that choice if they've grown up in that environment there's an expectation 
so even if they're allowed to like step away from it or you know allowed to turn things down one I mean kids are gonna want to anyway because it's more it's fun and exciting and like I think at the start obviously it's not it's like they're not they wouldn't be able to see that it could turn into anything harmful for themselves obviously it's going to be something they want to indulge in but then even when that's all taken away their parents still have that expectation and I think subconsciously Mm -hmm. kids aren't kids would acknowledge that and they're not just going to want to like I can probably understand it with the Olsen twins because I used to I've watched interviews of them when they were um, little and they were so humble so like just so down to everything and it's so clear how you can see that these um like this authority um these authoritative figures can like make I don't know I feel like there's a massive expectation on child stars because um I don't know what I was meant I don't know how I was meant to finish that point but I was meant to say that even um like even though it can seem that the child stars can be in control more than likely they're not because they know their parents are putting them in this world and giving them all all these opportunities and all of that (laughs) yeah yeah no I think just overall I think in comparison to a lot of like psychological films like okay if we take even Leonardo DiCaprio's Inception um you know with Christopher Nolan or we take um I'm thinking okay because one big thing as well is uh, Vanilla Sky mm-hmm. is with Tom Cruise and Penelope Cruise and um, it was based on a film called Abre de los Ojos which is a Spanish film mm-hmm. um, which is translates to open your eyes basically and the film again is a psychological film it was, it's meant to delve into like the subconscious and how it controls you and you know it ends up being a different reality to what the film actually was intended you know and um or portrays as a more correct word um and i feel like this like although those can be interpreted as social commentaries i feel like a lot of psychological films try and go into the depths of being overly psychological like you know trying to represent the mind um whereas this did such a good job at simplifying the mind in a way like Mm -hmm. it wasn't overly complicated um I was a bit lost for the first few minutes about what the hell is happening yeah um but you know once you get into the rhythm of it and you understand it's not like there's a forced kind of feeling about complexity about how far the film can go to make oh the mind is such a complex place like yeah we know the mind is such a complex place but like you feel like need to make that obtainable for an audience mm-hmm. to understand I feel like that's why Inception works as Inception only and Inception should not be touched by anyone else sort of thing like I feel like if anyone else tried to make a film like Inception or because that's like the only not the only one but like I mean when when I hear like psychological thrillers and like the main one I always think about is Inception um mm-hmm. I always feel like 
when it's exactly what you're saying basically it's just like when it gets overcomplicated um like I feel like it wouldn't suit like the Truman Show doesn't suit something like that it's not supposed to be like it's supposed to be about because it's kind of echoing what we were talking about a few episodes ago well it wasn't on David's podcast about um what's it called Edward Scissorhands about like um about small towns because yeah um even though it's a set it's not real it's kind of like what you're mentioning earlier they were um trying to portray it as this perfect like utopia when really it's so far from it and even the people who were right in the middle of it like Truman they don't even understand until it's almost like too late I don't know that's so like too late but like you know what I mean he didn't understand until he'd already lost most of his I went most of his life that's so dramatic but his like youth you know yeah yeah no I know what you're saying I also feel like a lot of what you said is kind of like it's a point I've been playing in my head that mm-hmm. um when we talk, even talk about you know the difference between this as a psychological piece versus those mm-hmm. I feel like the psychological comedy dramas or in specific the Truman Show is doing a good job at being human and when I say it yeah. simplifies things for the human mind like when you're watching a thriller a thriller is always meant to be like oh crazy things happening and you know but that doesn't necessarily mean that the grasp of what you're trying to like convey to the audience is going to be picked up mm-hmm. um whereas you know you talk, like inception as well which all about it's just it, it's too far beyond my reach you've constantly got to be watching to understand what's happening Whereas the Truman Show, I think, is just doing that perfect job of just stringing you along like you would yeah. in real life. And that reflection of real life, that verisimilitude present within the film, despite not being so realistic either, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you think, okay, I need to have that empathy for this character. I need to have that sympathy for this character because in a way I am this character um, because you could take this in the respect in the context of you know we've talked about religion we've talked about psychoanalysis we've talked about power in the media you know in, in Hollywood but also like in a sense of capitalism mm-hmm. um, you know classism all of these different things you you can discuss them and I think it just is one of those things that we think that like the way we don't have control on life Truman didn't have control on his life and it was very reflexive mm-hmm. um whereas and it, it's reflexive in a way that because it's so simple you refer back to yourself because that is when you're watching something psychological it's meant to reflect the human mind right mm-hmm. <laughs> the human mind is meant to be a place that you can understand and I think that's that's the biggest point here um and I just don't think you can do that with other movies because mm-hmm. it, it just is always too much going on and there's not enough concentration on being human the whole point about the films is that we are human mm-hmm. but then 
it gets so torn apart it gets very like, two opposite ends of the spectrum yes yes yeah. i think you're right you use the right words i think um and that is the issue so when you're talking about like oh you know this represents this and obviously there might be a lot more symbolism in those other films but i think even the fact that you've got this dome shaped like the moon that controls when it's the sun and then it controls when it's the moon you know mm-hmm. it is just those simple things that are so out of our control so even when I, I, if, if her name is meredith because <laughs> i don't remember her name um unprofessional on my part but and considering i only watched this yesterday um but yeah no when she is kind of like this is so unprofessional i can't do this i'm leaving yeah that is human emotion and mm-hmm. you need that emotion i don't think any other film or maybe even like it just is the fact that jim carrey is so open and honest with his feelings um is what really attracts the audience to this film and i think you know if we get onto ratings and the way it was taken mm-hmm. by you know um, I keep saying you know, but because everybody does know what I'm on about, hopefully, the critical response is. I can only hope. <laughs> I can only hope. Um, but yeah, like critical responses, like, you know, during the time when this came out, the Los Angeles Times, Kenneth Turin wrote, The Truman Show is emotionally involving without losing the ability to raise sharp, satiric, satiric questions, as well as get numerous laughs. The rare film that is disturbing despite working beautifully within standard industry norms. And that is a quote I completely agree with. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like it's literally concise and articulating everything we've talked about in this episode. Um, because it's not like James Berardinelli. Berardinelli? Um, it was like not being the casual summer blockbuster with special effects and it, it wasn't i think that's what made it so different and that's why you know on rotten tomatoes i think it holds a 95 percent approval rating which is hard on rotten tomatoes i'm gonna double check that i'm gonna double check that i also just um, want to add um her name is not meredith it's actually meryl but i was pretty close <laughs> pretty close we, we've confirmed it at the end of this um you know during our wrap-up but, <laughs> but yeah I'm just gonna confirm one thing I actually want to say in the wrap-up as well just because I didn't mention it mm-hmm. before one thing that I'll always love um about it is the subtle ads and the way that like all the ads pop through the way they push them up against the billboards or like when or like the most ridiculous scene like Meryl is um I don't like Jim not Jim Truman is like fighting her and she's like turning to the camera and like promoting like chocolate milk or something like <laughs> I just think it's I just so found funny. it really funny that's what I was saying as well I think that like Wonder Vision, there were bits of it that like really, really resembled. Yeah. So on the air and unaware, that is the yeah. tagline. I think that's where we're gonna wrap up. So thank you so much, you guys, for listening to this episode again for everybody who's tuned mm-hmm. in so far. We've hit our three-month mark. Oh, quarter of that a year. Crazy. Quarter of a year. Um but yeah we're beyond thankful for every one mm-hmm. of you who listens whether it be one episode or all of our episodes or anywhere in between 
Um, and this episode was a very special one to us. So, yeah. And next week we'll be having our guest David joining us. Um, so that's really, really exciting. We're going to be talking about Johnny Depp's, and make sure you tune in for that because who doesn't want to hear about Johnny Depp's acting? Um, you know, iconic films, iconic. Yeah. Um, but for right now, we're just going to say go join us on social media. Um, <laughs> the link will be in the description, wherever it is. I'm pointing, you guys can't see me. But, uh, <laughs> below above somewhere around um but yeah Cody do you have anything to add um no (laughs) not really um if you watch it if you watch stream show you have to tell me your opinions because we'll have a poll I'd like to know yeah I'd like to know yeah Um, or tweet at us we tweet on the regular like mm-hmm. every single day we're active on instagram so just join us in any place and let us know if you guys would like youtube videos going ahead or blog posts yeah. or whatever just our dms are always open anywhere and everywhere but yeah if you if any of you have seen anything recently that you would like us to talk about or i don't know you want to see us even mention um do let us know and we can yeah please we're always looking for new things yeah but that is it from us for today and we will see you again next week Bye. bye